All right, welcome back to the Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that help you grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. And today we're going to talk about income producing activities versus non-income producing activities. Dre, how are you doing, my brother? Well, man, we 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 coming off my birthday episode. I'm, I'm yeah. riding on a high. I was real going, man. I, I feel good. There's some good reception on that. I like it. You know, I felt like I was able to get my point across. Yeah. You know, really, really show the growth that I've kind of experienced over some time. So I'm riding that high into in, into this week. Everything is rolling. I feel pre- I feel pretty good. And, you know, everything is rolling. I can't complain about it. How's business going? It's good, man. I, I can't complain. I, you know, I, I can't talk about it. I can't mm. talk about it. <laughs> but, you know, might be might be looking to do a little bit more, you know, just a little bit more in the area in this year, you gotcha. know, coming along. So I'm not going to say it too much. I can't spoil some things. Yeah. Still got a lot of documentation that, you know, I'm going through. Still got a lot of stuff that I'm working on. And at the end of the tunnel, bro, you, you might see something big out of me, but I, I can't, I can't reveal that yet. I don't like to reveal the information too early. What about uh, you? Same bro. Uh, working, we, uh, we coming close to making a decision, like a big financial decision for our business that I think will catapult us even further to what we're trying to do. Um, it's different from what we're doing right now, just straight podcasting and things like that. We, we're mm-hmm. trying to do a lot more when it comes to our business. So I'm excited about that. Nervous as hell about it too. I, won't, I will not lie to you. And it's going to take even more work from us as well, which is another thing that always kind of discourages people. Like, you know, they, they, get to a project or something like that. They get to building something and then they get to the point where it's almost done. You can, you can release it to the people and then you realize that you have even more work to do. And that kind of discourages people, but I'm kind of excited. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the game. You know what I mean? Uh, Seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, I'm excited for just building. You know what I mean? I'm I'm excited for it too, brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When when this hits the streets, a lot of things are going to change. I agree. I think so. A lot too. of things are going to change. I'm very excited for it. You know, I'll, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin that on your end either. Soon, soon, soon. <laughs> so, uh, income producing activities. What, like when you uh, think of that, think of those three words, what comes to your mind first? So, I always like to start with definitions, right? So, an income producing activity is basically an activity or task or role or anything that you're doing that produces money. Right. So if you're, I, I don't know, throw a topic at me or something like that. I, I don't I don't know if you're, if you're a car salesman, okay. Right. Let's say if you're a car salesman, right. An income producing activity would be going out and securing more leads, more deals, right. Something that brings more money in. A non-income producing activity is everything else that doesn't produce a dollar. Mm. And when I say produce a dollar, I mean produce a new dollar. Got it. So if you if you bring somebody in, the paperwork, you know, the the calls to follow up, all of those things are non-income producing activities. They're just sustainment. Mm. Right. So those are all non-income producing activities. So let's start with the definition. Income producing activity is any activity, task, or you know, action that is going to produce money for your company. Got it. Right. So when I think of those words, I think of the lifeblood of a company right? and the lifeline of a company and the real reason why a lot of companies fail. 
right? Because if we boil it back down to, and matter of fact, I'll, I'll flip the question on you before we even jump in, right? Sure. Working with other businesses and, and you've done consulting with other businesses as well as networking with other businesses and stuff like that. Right. What tends to be small businesses like major complaint in their beginning? Uh, fulfillment. Fulfillment and just, you know, <clears throat> if, if uh, somebody orders a candle from this business or whatever and it takes four weeks to get to the, per like that's what usually people uh, complain about, especially when it comes to small business and customer service, that, that as well. So I guess that, that goes into fulfillment. And then why, why do you believe it normally takes that long? Because they're wearing so many different hats and, because you know, they wear a yeah. bunch yeah. of different hats. It every without fail, man, yeah. I hear it every single time. Oh, why do I need to pay somebody else to do something? I could just do it myself. Yeah. That is, I don't care what anyone says. That is a losing attitude guys. Yeah. And it, we were just talking about just short-sighted thinking, right? So you're thinking of all the money you could keep yourself. If I just do everything myself, like you just like you're doing the math in your head. You go, if I just do all this myself, I could just keep the money. It's easy. However, if you pay somebody to do this task in the short game, cool, you're not making that bread, but you're able to do so much more. And then that money just kind of compounds on its own. You know what I mean? It, it comes you're in. able to scale. Yeah. So one of my first episodes, I think I had mentioned, I think it was productivity system. Yeah. I had mentioned that your first employee or your first hire should be efficiency. Right. So I need people to break down their processes and start to categorize, right? So we're, we're still talking to businesses. We're still trying to get people, you know, from point A to point B in terms of where they want to be in terms of their goals. Right. Okay? The only way to do that is to understand that the only way to make more money is to focus on the stuff that makes more money. Right. right? There's, is, there's no secret sauce to it. There's no, like, you know how gurus are trying to, hey, this one step, like, no, there, there isn't one step. That's a fact. The, goal, the okay. goal is the thing that produces you money needs to be, like, the highest priority on the face of the planet. So, example, right? Um, we're doing this show, right? So, an example, right? We don't have a product to sell. At this point, we're not really trying to sell a product. That's not really Malcolm and I goal right now. Right. Right? We're just trying to build the audience, build a community, help people out. And along the way, if we're able to do that at a high clip and there's something that you guys would like to see from us, maybe we build that and maybe we get it out to you. Right. right? But an income producing activity for us would be, you know, every time we're in the show, we might plug that. Right. Just like, exactly. hey, I got I got this out where I got my, you know, where Malcolm has his book out. Right. I'm going to say that every single time. <laughs> right. And, and it's a phenomenal book, right? But that's a that's a plug, right? right? So that's an income producing activity. But a lot of people won't focus on trying to put put the information out there or try to put themselves out there. They'll focus on the admin work that takes up ninety percent of the time, right? So I'll I'll sit with businesses and I'll tell them like, hey, what do you think is the fastest way to just five extra business? Actually, four extra business. I won't even go too crazy. Just four extra business. And it's always like, you know, hiring and stuff like that. They'll say it, but they won't really believe it. Right. So now I'm, I want to get us in a predicament where I want companies to start taking a real good look at themselves. Right. Right. So there's something in the Marine Corps we used to say all the time. It's called uh, 
critical vulnerability, right? So when you're doing war strategy and war planning, you, there's this big, it's, it's called a sand table, right? And it's literally a table of sand that you build the terrain, mm. right? So you'll build the entire war zone. You'll build it all out. You'll get like, you know, fictional characters. You'll draw like lines in the sand. You'll like really make it look like the terrain. And then you'll create, you'll get scenarios, right? Let's say, for instance, hey, the enemy has 300 people. They got a tank in the middle. They got, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, machine guns on, on, on this, you know, these locations. And they got like a weapons cache, right? How do you solve this problem? Find me the critical vulnerability, right? Critical vulnerability is the thing that the, the opposite opponent cannot do without. Got it. That means that if you take the critical vulnerability away, it's only a matter of time before the rest of it disseminates. Right. So if you look at any war movie or anything, the first person they try to kill in battle is to do with the radio. Right. Because if we if you can't communicate, if there's right. no strategy, if there's no plan, then everybody's going to be on their own accord. Now we can separate, divide and conquer. Right. right. So with the critical vulnerability, let's say, for example, there is a there's a the tank in the middle. Right. Right. The tank can kill 30 people with with one round and they have 700 rounds of it. Right. Right. The machine guns, it's tough, but the, the tank is probably a little bit more dangerous than the machine guns. The machine guns is tough, but right. the tank is a little bit more dangerous, right? So if we focus on taking out the tank, their, their strategy changes. They have to, re, we have to revamp. In our end, a lot of business owners are the tank, mm. right? The moment they get taken out, every single thing about it is done. And I mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes and I wanted to have this yes. as a standalone episode because it's so important. And I mentioned if your business can't run without you, right. then it's not a business. You're, you're running a small team or, or a small operation. If you can't close your eyes or take a week off, you're still running a small operation or you're building your business. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just once again, being realistic to the fact that it, it's not an operation yet. So the earlier you can identify, this is, so I'll give a drill, right? What I want all the listeners to do, ones with businesses, I want you to list out in your business model, what is an IPA and what isn't. And I can almost guarantee you that the non-IPA list is going to take up a majority of your time. So if you break down, remember what I mentioned um, in, the, in the time clock, in the bank account of time? Yes where I was saying, you know, you get 40 hours in a week. Let's say if that's what you're working, 40 hours. Break down how much of that 40 hours is taken up by non-IPAs versus IPAs and then divide IPAs versus non-IPAs and the percentage is nasty, bro. Like the average, the average person's at like 15 to 20%. Yeah. Like uh, an example for me is like an example for anybody. Like say you have an email list and you emailing out to that entire email list because that can create revenue. That's an mm -hmm. IPA, right? Like creating those follow, but responding to customer service, like, I forgot my password. Yo, uh, can you handle this return? Like, oh, yo, can you switch the address? Like I ordered something. That stuff will and, slow you up. And it takes up, you know, it's funny. And this is not even a part of the topic, but I'm gonna mention it. It takes up mental real estate. Oh my God. 
that's God. where pe- that's where people don't they, they miss that oh portion yeah. right it's not just you're saving money you're also losing mental real estate right mental real estate is important you need to be able to operate and just bring more money into your company so if you have to worry about i have mentioned this before you have to worry about there's no toilet paper right the bathroom right, right. when your company is like dying or you need money into the company how annoying is that it's right. the most annoying thing on the face of the planet. So for me, I always recommend that everybody to start out, understand what an IPA is in your company, understand what's not an IPA, kind of like what Malcolm was just mentioning, right? Email list stuff, IPA. Right. Responding to customer service, though it helps with retention and though it helps with good reviews and stuff like that, is not generating new, new, new money to your company. Right. Right. So that needs to get delegated. That needs to be systemized. And even if you get a virtual assistant, right. And that virtual and that virtual assistant is then now, you know, once a week they go through and clean up those. And even if you put, Hey, 72 hour turnaround, why do you think companies do that by the way, is because they have somebody who's, whose job is to go in there and try to clean it up within 72 hours. And I was like, that's that's another point I was actually going to mention because like a lot of people, they set, they, they, they set like real un, um, tough standards on themselves without really realizing it. Like, you know, we get back to you like within an hour, like, and it's just you and somebody else that like, you, you that sounds great, but you're bugging. You know what I'm saying? Like it interrupts workflow. It, it does so much like people, because like, say if I'm, I have like a physical product, right. That I'm selling to my audience or something like that. They, people think you're competing with Amazon who has literally, literally thousands of warehouses with hundreds of thousands of employees, hundreds of thousands of trucks out all 24-7 making these deliveries and stuff like that. That's who you're competing with. So you think, you know, Amazon Prime got that out in three days. Like, I got to get this out in three days as well. No, you don't. Not at all. You don't. At, you at set yourself up for failure, honestly. So that's why in the beginning, I'd rather you guys tailor your schedule to making more money. Tailor the schedule to that and give it. It sucks. I know it does right in the beginning, give up the money early while to create systems and get a virtual assistant. It doesn't have to be physical. We're in it. We're in a day and age now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually in the process. I didn't even tell you, but my assistant is an absolute monster. You know, I sat down with her and I'm like, you know, it's, it's nice. I love having you as my assistant, but also I feel like you're outgrowing this role. I think it's, I think it's your turn. Um, so she's launching her virtual assistant company, worked with her hand to hand on that. And it's, she already has like 10 clients she's rolling and it's been like, you know, like a week and a half and she's like, Oh, this works. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you've been with me for three and a half years. Right. By my side, she knows everything about business that I know. It was like, it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, Mr. Miyaki, when he's like, wax yeah. all, wax yeah. off. <laughs> so then I was like, hey, wax on. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I know what I'm doing with business. Right. Um, she's very qualified. So I'll, I'll probably plug her in at some point. I think that'd be pretty dope. Definitely. But even if even if you're going with a virtual assistant, right, there's, there's an opportunity there to just get things off of your plate. Because it only weighs you down. It stresses you out. It, you're forgetting about the little tedium that doesn't matter. Right. right. So right. everybody knows about the Pareto principle, right? It's like 80% of results come from 20% of work. Yeah. Right. But now imagine if that 
you can then multiply that by five. That's how you five X your revenue. Right. It's like, well, if, if you're sending out one email, maybe you're able to send out two, three, four, five, right? If you're only getting 10 emails a day because you can only spend one hour, if you can spend five hours, then you can get 50 emails. Right. Right. It's, it's, and, and that's not far-fetched to believe those things, but the more you, the more you outsource things and the more you get it off of your plate, man, the more you could focus on IPAs, income producing activities. So when I was coaching realtors, one of the things that I used to tell them is that, Hey, you should start off with a TC. They're like, or a transaction coordinator. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I just yeah, assumed I like, that. Know. <laughs> um, or a transaction coordinator, which is like an assistant. Gotcha. So most realtors are like, no, I, I can't afford one right now. I can't have them take 500, 500 to 700 out of my deal. And I'm like, okay, walk me through the entire process. That's 30 days of your life of annoyance of a noise that just could be handed off for $500 and that 500. So you'd rather make the full 3000 do one deal in that month because of how much tedium it takes and the annoyance and like mm-hmm. the burnout or take 2,500, but do five deals That's 7,500. You beat that 3000 without having to do as much work. Right. But the short sightedness of like the inability to see the future that's why I tell everybody with Excel sheets and planning and organizing and, and, and trying to understand where you're at and where you want to be. Cause how can you hit the target? You don't know where the target is at. Right. So now I'm at the point now where I'm trying to express this more and more to people that I can't even go into the high level stuff because you need to focus on the basics and the right. basics is automation. I mentioned this on one of the episodes where one of my buddies was, baffled that I'm not at the restaurant. He's like, yo, it's your restaurant. You're never there. Excellent. Why would I be there? If I have to be there every day, that means I failed. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I failed. If I have to be there every minute of every day, that means that I failed on the project. Right. I'm not a chef. Mm. I have a wonderful chef there. Right. Right. And because I'm not a chef, that's the specialty role. A manager is somebody that I can mold, groom and, and train up which I've molded, trained, and groomed three of them. So now they know how to handle the problems. This is their full-time gig. They get well, they get compensated well for it. And that's their role. And they send me messages if they need something other than that. And then when we do that, it goes into a database. If there's a, if there's a question that, you know, it gets put into a database on our Trello. And then now all of them have access and they have to check that database before they can even mention it to me. <laughs> to make sure that they, to make sure that they've done their due diligence. Right. Right. Because that's a part of training your manager as well is problem solving. They can't right. just come run to you. Right. So I'm going to ask them three questions. Hey, did you check the Trello? Did you check Google? And did you make a phone call? If you did not do any of those three, cause I'm focused on income producing activities, which is building out more locations, building out more relationships, getting more money from banks and actually doing more. That's going to put more money in all of our pockets. So if you cannot hit Google, then I don't need you in this role. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's things like that. that I really just want to get across, man. Cause life could be a lot easier. Yeah. In terms of if we're, if we get in the mindset of I'm okay with sleeping on the couch the first couple of months, getting the assistant, I can, I can get the car now, but you know what? Let me just get the assistant first take that off your plate. And then within six months, we're talking about, you know, this is madness. Ebony is already having an assistant. 
Yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah. It's been in a week and a half. It's like, oh, I clearly see what you mean. Yeah. Like, if I'm doing these tasks, we're working on getting her first couple of employees. Yeah. So why would we even waste any time? And because I think people, uh, like you said, like you have to kind of like map what your systems are and kind of see where you can cut down time. Like if I can get this done way faster because somebody else is doing it and I'm, I'm or like I'm in the content creation world, right? I have a podcast. I have, you know, I, I used to have a blog, but YouTube channel and stuff like that. If we had somebody, which we're working on, if we had somebody to edit our videos, uh, to chop them into clips once we're done, that could take way more time away from for me actually doing it, and I can spend more time actually creating more content. Bro, you know I, I I I use Fiverr for everything. Exactly, like I gotta edit, up, I gotta sit here up, and work. Like, ugh, you know what I mean? Everything. Right. I'm taking a stance, bro. If there's one stance that I've taken in my life, bro, if there's somebody more qualified to do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that they do it. No, nah, bro. Because, because why would I spend seven hours? on on a photograph that i know i can't do right i'm gonna right. spend seven hours be upset yeah. then that turns into a couple yeah. of days then that turns into asking for help now a month has gone by that's really how it works right or i can hit the person who's been doing photography their entire life and knows how to do it in three minutes right it's okay it takes them three minutes because they're that good it's okay don't don't be mad that oh yeah you know it only took them 10 minutes that's a good thing. That means that they were qualified to do it. And Don't you can send them more work. You get me? And you can send them more work. So now you're getting it off the place. And yeah, it might cost you $20 a pop, $30 a pop. But that's the difference between content creators that's putting out 500 videos yeah. a week yeah. and only yeah. being able to put out one. And that's real. Right? Yeah. So I want to challenge people. I'm challenging people all 2022. Every, every video, I'm going to find some type of challenge to give out, right? So I'm challenging people to like find, find some things in your business that you just you know you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Come on, come on. Just yeah. hand that to somebody else, <laughs> right? And, and because delegation is such an important skill that not a lot of people learn. Mm. And a lot of people feel bad about delegation because they feel like, you know, they're handing off their work. Right. But you are. You are handing off your work because that's the point of it, Right. When I, I try to get people to think of employment differently. When you're when you hire your first person, it almost kind of feels awkward to give them stuff. It almost feels like you're bullying them. Mm. Right. That was my initial, like my first employees was like, nah, hey, could you could you do like, could you do like, but then you know, and, and that's why I appreciate Ebony so much. Like she's like a little sister to me, like been with me forever, right? She was the first to really be like, what are you doing? This is my job. Give me my tasks. I'm sick of you. Like, give me what I need to do so I can get it done and help the team. Right. Because that's what you hired me for. Right. And it didn't, I was like, okay, that makes sense. I, I hired you to do a job. I'm going to give you the task to do the job. I'm not, why would I feel bad about, you know, this is how you make, this is how you earn your living. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you and, and give you a task. So I want people to get more and more comfortable with that stance. Yeah, understand it. Just get it off your plate, bro. Like, I, how do you how do you get past like uh, micromanaging? I remember I worked when I worked at a corporate job. Uh, we had to like uh, we had to like I had to like ghostwrite for the uh, school's chancellor for New York City. Mm. So I you know I would do what I had to do. And I would give it to my supervisor. But the way 
she would uh, take so long to give out stuff back to work with bottleneck and then we're behind because mm-hmm. she just micromanaged everything so much on every level of our job right so how do you get past that because some people like you said it feels like oh, i'm giving away like my baby like well, i'm giving this is my my business i'm giving away work that's mine so like, i don't know if this person is going to do it the right way how do you train yourself to kind of get over that so template, right? This is, you know, this is once again, right? this is where I excel at is, is the template. So what I do is first when I have a tag, like, so let's say for instance, um, I don't know, give, give me something that, that is tedious for you that you feel like you would want to hand off. Oh yeah. Uh, like I said, customer service, like okay. somebody emails me because they forgot their password. So customer service, right? So my approach to this would be this, right? There's only but so many questions that can get asked in so many ways. So step one would be database of FAQs. So have you checked out, have you checked out our frequently asked questions? Mm. That, that should be like an automated message, right? So the request comes in, automated FAQ goes back right. out. And then it's like, have you checked out our stuff? If they say no, Hey, we would recommend that you like all, yeah. all of the automation. So I would spend a lot of time on making sure they go try to do something for themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, customer service is backed up. It's a lot faster if you just go do it yourself. Right. Right. That's one. But then when I'm trying to get somebody turned over, what I do is I like to videotape myself doing tasks. That's one. Then I have a three, I have a three-step rule that I do. Step one is it's when I'm handing out a task, it needs to be handed out very detailed. Mm. My left and right parameters is what I call it. So what are my no-goes? And like, you know, where, 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 where within the lines can, can they color? Gotcha. Then I get out the way and allow them their first attempt. I come back again and it's like, okay, attempt one wasn't that well. Okay. Here's the mistakes that you made. I'm going to give you two more things. Try them again. They try them again. They get it better. Here, here's three more things. Try it again. And then once they can prove that they've done it, walk away forever. Gotcha. I walk away from forever. I'm never going to look back at it again. I'm never going to walk away from everything. They already proved that they could do it. Right, right. Right. But you got to allow people to make the mistakes and then give them because everybody has to, well, you were new at it at some point. I was new at the thing at some point. So we have to give people the left and right lateral limits to also be creative because they might have a better way. That's true. Right. So what I do is example, let's say, um, I want to build a couch. I'm not going to give you an instruction manual on how to build a couch. I'm going to say, I want a brown, comfortable couch that is four feet long and looks modern. Right. Right. Whatever you come up with now, as long as it fits those parameters, it's technically correct. Right. Because it fits those parameters, it could be a million different variations of, of, of the same couch. Right. But at least now I'm giving you opportunity to be creative, be stand on your own and do your own thing. Like I don't, I don't micromanage any of my employees, any of them. I mind my business. I'll give them tasks. I just get out the way. And now if they don't get it done, that's a whole different, that's a whole different story. But yeah, man. So if if I had to just reiterate from that standpoint, it's like, I just want to walk away. 
I just want to be able to hand it off, yeah. allow them to be creative, allow them to get into that space and allow them to actually think for themselves and, and be able to walk away so that I can focus on what matters the most, which is income producing activities, making money for the company. Everything that's not that should not be on your plate. So, I mean, if I had to leave them with that, bro, I, th- I think, I think that'd be, you know, I think that's where I'd want to, you know, push for them to get off at. I like it. And as you like, like you said before, we we've had this conversation, me and you specifically privately about even areas of my business where he was like, you, you don't have to be doing that. Get somebody to be doing that. So right now we're in the process of getting some actual virtual assistants. The one mm-hmm. you actually, ones you actually recommended. Mm-hmm. So that's super dope. Um, with that being said, guys, uh, don't forget to heed Andre's challenge to uh, <laughs> take away as much activity that does not produce you any income as possible. And, you know, try to uh, cut down your workload to where if, especially if it doesn't benefit you or your business, it can't help you grow because uh, short-sighted wise, you might be losing money, but the long game is, and I guess as a business owner, that's what you're playing anyway, whether you know it or not, you're playing a long game and that'll help you out in the long run a lot. And I'm a testament, like some of the stuff that I just don't do anymore. And I'm able to free up my time to be more creative and to just be more productive helped out so much. So with that being said, this is the Real Revenue Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening via audio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a rating and a comment. We will greatly appreciate it. With that being said, I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Peace.